Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. Today we're asking, why is it so hard to stay positive? Hmm, why is it? Uh, but before we get into that, at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. This week's mission was to practice empathy and put ourselves into someone else's shoes. Christy, how did that go for you? This was actually pretty easy. Uh, we were literally talking about the mission just before we started. And I was like, oh, this is going to be an easy person, easy because there's only one other person here. And that's my guy. And my guy currently, his shoes are filled with, oh, one is empty because he has a broken foot. He broke it. <laughs> um I, I, oh, a little more was revealed. I didn't mention this to you earlier. He apparently, because my guy is, um, he's sort of one of those husbands from the 1950s who are always trying to save uh, money, but we live in, you know, 2021. So he bought a pair of used shoes that was uh, one size too big. So that aided to him tripping while he was uh, washing his car and uh, he tripped and broke his foot. That is a so, new development. Um, yeah, that is a new development. I was like, wait, he's like, do you think maybe wearing a size shoe, like a size bigger might have been the reason why? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and I was like, do, do you think that maybe buying shoes used in the wrong size isn't the bargain we originally thought it would be? Like maybe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but that's not how I had empathy. That was me judging. <laughs> The empathy was taking more time to talk with him every morning because, um, frankly, my guy is like a like a dog with a cone on its head. Like, it's really hard for him to be indoors. I'm an indoor cat. He is not. Mm -hmm. um, and so just having a little more empathy for the fact that he literally, he's like, I feel like I'm like one of those people who are on house arrest with the, with the ankle bracelet, like <laughs> with his foot. Um, and just tried to be a lot more empathetic and tried to, like, posit some of my suggestions like he was reading outside just to be outside and um you know there was a, a mouse that he needed to chase um with his broken foot and I just had to be a little more patient with the idea that because all I see is disaster right him falling and shattering his feet into a million pieces um but you know he his mind is like mouse I guess and then goes on a chase um so yeah I had to be kinder with my suggestion and I've been trying to do that all week and it's going I'll give myself a C plus <laughs> it's passing I'm passing I'm, I'm like on the better side of passing but I wouldn't say it's above average okay. I would say yeah yeah oh goodness gracious um <laughs> Well, I've never chased a mouse in my life. <laughs> right, right. In the yard, let alone. Right. With a broken foot. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Um, my, this week for me, empathy, I really tried hard. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> um, I, you know, one of those things that I find is very much like, you know, we've talked about before with positivity. Uh, it really matters how much, like how if we'll call it how full your own tank is. And so, of course, when I'm a little more stressed or uh, feeling like um, like I just don't got it, <laughs> I guess, uh, it's obviously so much harder to put yourself uh, into someone else's shoes when you feel like your own shoes are, you know, a couple sizes too small. So um, I actually had an opportunity to 
practice empathy, uh, but I had to do it like I failed <laughs> the first the first time around. I failed. Um, so specifically this week, um, you know, we went back to doing uh, doing these huddles at the beginning of our tour, um, at the beginning of our shift rather, and I had already. It was very early in the morning, and I had already dealt with a bit of snark and like complaining. And so my head wasn't quite in the right place. And one of my um, one of my folks asked me like a super innocent question, but I heard it in that kind of snarky complainy tone. And I may have responded like without I didn't actually answer her question but was a bit snarky. And she was like, I'm just asking a question. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Um, so I had to really sit for a second and reflect on that and then go back and obviously put myself into her shoes. She was just asking a question. It was a perfectly valid question. She didn't have any, there was no tone coming from her. It was all me and my perception and how I let kind of my, you know, the couple of interactions I'd had before that kind of get to me. And um, so I had to go back and, and just, you know, go back to her and apologize and just say, you know, I'm sorry, I let, I was not in the right frame of mind. It's not an excuse. Uh, I will work on that and, uh, you know, work so that it doesn't happen again. And I really do apologize. And I think it was really important um, to do uh, less, she didn't really even notice. She's like, what are you talking about? So I guess that's a good thing. Um, uh, but she was appreciative of course, of course. Uh, but I think, you know, what that really showed for me is that understanding that it's not going to go perfectly every time. And the key is really taking the time to reflect on how, you know, how did that go? And if it didn't go well, figuring out what needs to happen, uh, to make it, better the next time. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I actually think that that was a success just because you don't do it. The first shot doesn't mean you still didn't succeed. Do you know what I mean? Try, try again, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I like it. I like it a lot. And I like that you mentioned that sometimes it can be hard because that's what we're talking about this week, this week's episode. We're asking ourselves the question, why is it so hard to stay positive? So Brianna, why is it so hard to stay positive? <laughs> because, Christy, because it is. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it is, you know, there are, I think we'll get into it. There's, there are a number of reasons why it's so challenging. Uh, for me, it is challenging. I mean, it sounds really simple to just say because it's work, uh, but it's, you know, it is challenging. It's hard to stay positive because um, particularly if positivity doesn't come natural to you, where you see sort of the best or the kind of on the bright side of things, um, if that's not a innate kind of thing, and I think for a lot of people it's not, then it's work. And um, work is challenging. And it is you know, being work, you have to keep it at the forefront of your mind. And there's just so much vying for our attention that it can be really difficult to, I mean, honestly, sometimes remember, oh, hey, wait, I, I am taking on this positive perspective. I am trying to be a more positive person, which means I can't respond, or I shouldn't say that. It means 
I'm really trying to make different choices. So I don't respond as I did with my coworker, but that, you know, um, really working to change my perspective and change my reactions and ultimately to change my behavior. I know what you mean. Although I would say that I think it would be very easy to stay positive if it wasn't for three things. One, uh, me being me, two, other people, and three, like the stuff that happens in life. But other than those three <laughs> things, it would be really simple. <clears throat> if only just not that. If only... Yeah. If I, if I just wasn't always me and like <laughs> things didn't keep happening and other people weren't around, I'm sure it would be like a breeze. Mm. Um, but, unfor- but, 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 <laughs> but I am me. And um, the way I, I think for me, the big one that makes it hard for me sometimes to stay positive, the one that the situation or this, I should say, not the situation, the flavor of situation that is one of my big challenges is there's what's happening. Okay. And there's my opinion or thought as to what I think should be happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, the disparity between the two can sometimes cloud (laughs) my positive thinking. And um, it's usually when it's going like, why don't you understand? Why is this taking so long? It's, you know, usually the um, the opportunity to practice patience is not um, is not looking as exciting in that moment. Let's just say. Um, the opportunity to, um, you know, like stare at this person like they're a moron is seem to be presenting itself really like with flags and, you know, and dancers just saying, hey, hey, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And uh, I need to, you know, take a minute, you know, do that thing that that I'm incredibly negative about for reasons I don't understand. Take a breath. <laughs> I don't know why we've had it on other podcasts, but the idea that, you know, just take a breath and take a moment to think. And for some reason, I have an incredible amount of anger regarding the take a breath solution, which by the way, works. Uh, (laughs) But to me, the tsunami of feelings and thoughts that I have coming at me, sort of the idea that that could be cured with something as basic and simple I mean, that would be like me thinking, like, to me, it seems like somebody suggesting, like somebody suggesting to me, Christy, you can end all war with this feather. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just like, no. (laughs) That's what my brain is thinking. Uh, However, um, taking a breath and giving yourself a minute can work. And uh, I have a lot of opportunity to really embrace that. And for me, sometimes joking about, like we've talked about it as a tool before, but it is, we use like sarcastic positivity and sarcastic breathing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Just doing that, um, sort of like that, that George Costanza's dad, that serenity now, but he was screaming at serenity now, (laughs) like that demand. (laughs) Sort of taking that attitude toward, you know, um, You know I mean? it's still a breath it's still a breath um and it and it may not convey all the positivity that i have with it but you know baby steps brianna baby mm-hmm. steps Ooh, that's a indefinitely the um idea like don't stop don't give up um <laughs> you're not gonna do it perfectly every time um i i just really appreciate you just going right to it right that positivity or the ability to stay positive why is it so hard is because essentially we are people living in the world with other people and a lot of other things going on and 
while I don't want to say that in a like judgy way, I like, of course, there are going to be other people in the world. Of course, they're not all going to do what I want them to do or what I think they should do. So, you know, I get that now. <laughs> that was a, that was definitely a, a learning uh, curve, I think. Um, but I really think I'm going to go back to kind of talking, you know, what I talked about before, but it is that sense of like, how full is your own tank? And I, what I, what I find is I have the hardest time staying positive when I'm not taking care of myself, when I'm not recognizing what or I would say when I'm not actually acknowledging what's really going on with me, I'm very good at compartmentalizing and like just kind of stuffing things or pushing them out of the way just to get stuff done and stay on track and do all of these things. But I'm slowly just like ignoring, ignoring, ignoring until something is so big um, <laughs> that I'm having, you know, what I call like a little bit of a, uh, like a baby breakdown, um, which looks like me, you know, sitting at home, then uh, kind of vegging out and not really doing, being able to do anything because I wasn't listening up at the front half. And so slowly what happens as I get more and more tired, uh, as I'm not eating well, uh, as I'm not getting good sleep, my ability to stay positive is getting harder and harder. And as you said, part of it is because it's harder to see it's, it's harder to not start telling yourself stories about what's going on. So that lens, that perspective uh, for me gets very, very colored uh, or distorted, let's say, when I haven't uh, taken care of myself. So now I'm assuming everybody's, you know, everything that people do uh, starts to become intention, like they're intentionally, you know, not getting something I'm trying to tell them or they're just in, just it, it always just feels like things are intentional when really likely they are not but my perspective has been so distorted by not taking care of myself uh that you know it's it's a it's a pretty quick slide I think down into that negativity or 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 having it be really um much more difficult to be at all positive when when that slide has started. I totally know what you mean. It's that in the 12 steps, they did that halt, you know, hungry, ang angry, lonely, tired. Mm -hmm. And I think remembering, you know, am I, am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? Knowing that that can add to, you know, making things very difficult to stay positive. And then for me, one of the things that it took me a long time to realize is I have some health issues and some of the health issues manifest themselves in pain. And when I am like the pain onset is very gradual and I'm just used to dealing with it. You just sort of, like you said, compartmentalize it. And I'll notice that I'm starting to get more and more short tempered. And I won't put it together with my pain management until I do something like I, I work at home alone. Okay. A lot of the times. So I don't have any coworkers to sort of blame my anger on. So I usually know, oh, wait, what's going on here when I'm sort of like swearing at dishes or do you know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> you know, this pen isn't working for crying out like, like really the pen, the pen is enraging. What is going on, Christy? And two things or a combination of two things are happening. Um, 
a lot of the times, like I've gotten really good at looking for hungry, angry, lonely, tired, but I haven't gotten as good at looking, am I in pain? And the other one for me is um, I am um, a woman of a certain age. Let's just, I'm 49 years old. I'm not going to be cagey. I am going through what I call um, the uh, a paleolithic era, which is perimenopause. <laughs> for some reason, that word and paleolithic for me just combined. And I just love the idea that this is my dinosaur time. But regardless as to what it means is I'm incredibly hormonal at random, not random at that time of the month, which by the way, isn't on a monthly schedule now. It's berserk. It's completely, uh, to use your word, bananas. <laughs> However, I will notice like a genuine, my thoughts like don't make sense to me. Like, wait, my rage is completely out of proportion to what is happening. And when I start noticing that disparity of, like, because I'll actually catch myself being really mad at my guy for, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, you're really angry, but what he's doing isn't, isn't like anything that he hasn't done before. But right now it just feels like this is a relationship ending incident you know what I mean? in my mind. And it's just like, mm -hmm. is it though? Is it, I mean, I know it's weird that he only halfway rinses his coffee cup and then puts it in the coffee dish rack or he creates the whole dish rack as like a sort of Jenga event. Do you know what I mean? Where it's <laughs> do, do, like, and I don't understand because he doesn't want to empty it. He does all the dishes. He does a lot. Of, he's very industrious. He does a lot of cleaning. But for some reason, emptying the dish rack is just not one of those things on his radar. And so he just keeps putting wet dishes on top of dry dishes, which makes all the dishes wet. And then, and now we've got like a little mountain of um, anxiety for me because it's like, but I need the thing at the bottom. Like it's like, it's a mm -hmm. game. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I lose at this game. It's why it's when we only keep like a coffee mug for about six months before like the handle cracks off because between him going outside and chasing mice and his Jenga dishes thing, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, but he does it every day. And some days I just look at it and I think it's hilarious. Uh, but at some other days it's like, rawr, we're never meant to be together. How can I be with a man? You know, it's like, what am I thinking? I'm insane. <laughs> so um, be on the lookout for uh, pain, hormones, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, uh, and just sometimes having a little like, is my anxiety or my anger proportionate to what's really happening? Mm -hmm. Like, let's take a little step back. Like, maybe the fact that they forgot the ketchup for your fries isn't a reason to just melt down at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that, you know, speaking to that, uh, identifying what is it that that may be contributing to how you're seeing uh, a particular situation, uh, a particular person, an event, uh, taking the time, having the space maybe uh, to do that, to get a feel for what's really going on is so important because to me it, it speaks to that. Um, it speaks to positivity uh, and having that positive perspective as aside from being you know, taking effort, that it really does come down to a choice. And I think it becomes a choice when you can be aware of, you know, what's going on. And I really, this week, uh, the last couple of weeks, actually, in particular, I have, I've had to really, I've made um, concrete choices to change how I am looking at a situation or how I am kind of like taking it in and, and starting to have it bubble into 
judginess or impatience or um, maybe even a little bit of anxiety uh, just because there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to be done in a day. And I've, uh, what I've been able to do this week, sometimes, not always, uh, is like that feeling of like, (laughs) like you were talking about, like, like that sense of like this, this seems out of my my response here <laughs> seems a little bit out of proportion. Um, and now just be aware, my response is all internal. Like I'm not talking like I Hulk out or anything, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's not Hulk smash. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm an internal. Well, me neither. I'm not internally at my guy hulking out, right? Yeah. Like there's yeah. And then it there is always that point where it's just like, wait, uh, this is nope. Mm-mm. That you know that that last you know that thousandth email uh that wasn't probably didn't warrant this particular uh internal reaction so it was uh it was an opportunity for choice uh but it 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 takes it took work to make the choice if that makes sense because when i got that email that kind of Oh, email. Oof, going to be the death of me. But when I got that email that kind of like tipped me over the edge, my first instinct was to like race down to my uh, boss's office and just start like, you know, mur, mur, mur. Uh, can you believe this? And blah, blah, blah. and I and I I might have a couple times even had my hand on the door because it happened more than once. Um, but it really was like there's this there's this because I've been working on this for a while now there's this thought that comes and it's like, well, how is that helpful? And first of all, she's just as busy as I am. So the big thing is, how is that helping her? All you're going to do is interrupt her. So that helps get a little space around it. And then it was, how is complaining about this and putting a bunch of junk on it, like kind of that junk energy, how is that going to help me? How is that going to help me? Uh, I still am going to have to do the thing. Uh, I still am going to have to (laughs) stay here and be here all day. So talking about it, going negative about it, complaining about it isn't going to help me. I need to figure something else out. And so in that moment, the thing that I could do to stay positive, and I'm not kidding, it was hard because I know how good it would have felt to go down to her office and just like, you know, complain, 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 and isn't it so awful? I know that would have in that moment felt really good. It wouldn't have long-term done anything for me, but it was, it was a tough choice to make, Uh, but I made it and I stayed in my office and I handled that email and I was still annoyed. Uh, But that sense of, you know, the Hulk smash um, when it (laughs) dissipated. And also it helped me kind of look at Uh, from like a, okay, what's my perspective here? What's the truth of what's going on? Okay, so here's what's happening. Someone's asking me for something. Um, Yes, it's within my power to do. It's not necessarily mine to do. So great. The way I'm going to handle this then is I'm going to sit down and I'm going to type out this email that says, here's here's what you need to do. Here's who you need to contact. And in the future, and I even put in there, in the future... (laughs) you can do X, Y, and Z, which doesn't involve me. (laughs) Um, But, and then all of that left me feeling a little bit accomplished and it left me feeling positive. 
but I cannot stress enough that that all it didn't happen as quickly or as you know kind of as nice as I'm making it sound I guess but um it worked and it 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 was work uh but I'm so grateful that it happened and that I had the opportunity to work through it I love that because I do think that's an important tool the taking the energy that I that that you would have taken or that I would have taken to complain which does feel good I mean it felt good to just just tell everyone on the podcast about David's Django like dishes. <laughs> so but take that, that energy instead of putting it there, putting it to something productive that's accomplished. And I found that, you know, like returning the email and doing, you know, what it was you could to remedy the situation did leave you feeling accomplished. I found that even if I can't in the moment, get enough space to deal with the thing at hand because I've got too much Hulk smashy on it. Do you know what I mean? If I've got too much energy on it, I can't trust myself at certain points to return an email because um, words will get in there that maybe I wouldn't want in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that if I could just sort of let it sit and then do something else that makes me feel in control and calm and productive, that that can also help like dissipate that energy to like put the energy in complaining and be like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to let that person bring me down. I'm going to go in here and I'm going to do this. And sometimes it's even something just really small. Like, uh, you know, I did a thing for my social media. Like, you know, I did a little ad for, you know, our Facebook page cause we're trying to get up to 2000 likes with the production company. And, um, uh, I mean, the publishing company and, um, you know, I just did like a little, a little tiny post and a little this and that. And it was only about maybe 15, 20 minutes worth of work, but I was having a hard day. And I think I only had about, you know, 15 to 20 minutes worth of work in me, but it felt better to do that than it was for me to just be not positive. And I was going through a lot of like hormonal stuff and a lot of pain and a lot of generalized anxiety about what's going to happen and what to do next. And I was just kind of in a really low point from, I would say like Tuesday to Thursday mm -hmm. and doing just a little bit of something of what I had the energy for really did help me feel better. But I think one of the, I think one of the rewarding things about talking about why it's so hard to stay positive is so that I won't be negative about my inability to stay positive, if you know what I'm saying. Like mm -hmm. the promise behind it is to acknowledge that it is hard so that I don't do the thing where I kick myself for not doing better all the time. If you know what I'm saying. Like I think the promise to like acknowledging that yes, it's hard, that it's not always easy, that some days it does come easier than others. When it's easy, it's easy. Hey, mm -hmm. I'm all for it. But for like, for some of us, it's not, it's not always easy. For some of us, it's really hard. And it's important, I think, to acknowledge that so that we can all feel positive about the effort that we're putting mm -hmm. in. And some days I'm going to come up shorter than other days and all of it's okay. Mm -hmm. That's, yes, absolutely. And there are some weeks where I feel like I come up short. I mean, There's been years. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. There's been a lot of times. Let's yeah. just say that. And, 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 and absolutely, right? It, it does. There are times it ebbs and flows like everything we do. It just depends on what else is going on with us, what's going on around us. And I think particularly uh, with the year that we've had, 
um, it's, it's makes, I mean, I feel like this year in particular was kind of the epitome of the ebb and flow. I mean, there were this year, you know, there were times while we were in lockdown and you and I, uh, essentially stayed in a modified lockdown the whole time, even when, you know, our perspective states opened up again, we were like, uh, no. <laughs> um, but there were times that I was fine with that and it was great. And then there were other times when it was a little bit, um, not even a little, it was tough to be alone. And so that, you know, that just speaks to how this works. It's not going to, it's not for me. Um, it, it took a little bit for me to, to understand that to be positive and to, and I'm using air quotes here, stay positive didn't mean I was going to be positive every single second of every day and everything, every moment, be able to be like, what a wonderful opportunity. Hear the sarcasm there. Uh, 15 years later, still got it. Um, it doesn't mean that, but it means that overall, like if I could even say I have like 70, 30 going on, sometimes 80, 20 going on, that overall my perspective has changed towards positivity or towards that positive perspective so that when I do have the kind of ebb, um, I've got something that's kind of like a, I don't know, like a, almost like a stopper <laughs> so that it, it like, it's going to ebb and it's just going to ebb. It might ebb for a while. Like I said, it could be a couple of weeks, um, but it won't stay there. Right. My, and, and, and it won't be, it's not, it isn't as, Oh, that like cynical, all encompassing negativity that I had before we started doing this work. Um, so, so just knowing that what this work does, again, it is work. Um, it's not going to be perfect every time. We're going to have tons of, we have tons of opportunities to like try stuff, get it wrong, try it again, uh, get it right. Um, and, and that to me is the biggest thing that, uh, why it's so hard is again that sense of we're in the world but it is hard but it is so doable and that's the thing that I have to remind myself when I'm in those not positive places I absolutely agree I think what's interesting is that positivity isn't necessarily something that is innate for me but i think it is a skill that i can reach for and i can i can lean into a little bit but i will say that even if it wasn't like 50 50 like let's just say you're normally four percent positive like four like one percent positive and you go from one percent positive to two percent positive like you double it and it's still low you would be amazed at like how much of a correction that can be in life it's sort of like a, a plane that's flying in a certain direction if you correct it to get closer to where you want to go like you'd be amazed over time like how like how you know what i mean like how big of a correction you can make in your life by just taking a little bit of a different like just a little bit of a different action and I think what's really so obvious for me on why it's hard to stay positive, and I know this is ridiculous, Brianna, sometimes I just forget. Mm -hmm, absolutely. I forget that I even wanted to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We do this every week. <laughs> <laughs> 
I actually think therein lies the solution for me, particularly because this has been a kind of a dark time. There's a lot of dark news for me. It's very much been, I remember that I want to be positive. Uh, you know, it, I find it no strange coincidence that my bad days were Tuesday through Thursday, right? Friday, I'm remembering the podcast is coming. Sometimes I don't remember till like, wait, is today Saturday? Because, you know, virus time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have no idea. Mm. Pandemic uh, days are all bleeding together now. Um, but like having this podcast to do every week, or if you're listening, having this podcast to listen to every week or meeting with friends and, 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 and reminding yourself, Hey, this is where I get motivated. This is where I get my positive thing or going to church or doing something on a regular basis that helps just flat out remind you, Oh wait, there's a, there's a thing that I do that actually makes life, even though it's a hard thing to do, it makes my life easier overall. It, it, it makes it, sort of shaves the bad edges off. For me, it can be very rewarding to remember even that I want to be positive because there's something about reaching for something better for myself that makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself. It makes me feel like I'm not leading a sort of mediocre life, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel like I'm striving for something better. Mm -hmm. And even the art of striving, for me, I'm a big proponent of the effort is the victory. I'm the proponent of it's heroic to take a swing. I'm very much a doing something that's hard is worth it just because you're rising to the challenge. Like every time you rise to a challenge, every time you just try to be a little bit better or you do something for you, I feel like it's a heroic act. And I feel like over time, being the kind of person who steps up to bat over and over and over again is how winning is won. And um, it's how you have like the life that you want, as opposed to the life that you would just have handed to you. Just like the life that you would just get, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is, I appreciate hearing that. I think that, you know, we've, We've talked about this before, but just that idea that it is in, um, I think, the the idea of it being in the, the attempts and the trying, and maybe you're not going to get it every time. Um, I also feel that, for me, one of the reasons it's been very challenging to uh, to stay positive is because I'm, you know, up until recently, haven't been really great at identifying emotions in myself, <laughs> which I can joke about now. Um, but I think having the understanding, um, in particular, understanding myself a little bit better. And that I, like I said, I do have that tendency to compartmentalize or like just, you know, kind of bat things away and, and just deal with what's right in front of me, not really understanding what is it that's making me, you know, what is it that's happening that's, I can see the act, you know, the activity, like this is happening, but it's the piece of, well, what do I feel about it that has prevented me at times, I think, from um, really um, having a, I don't know about having a more positive view, but at least having a more positive perspective. Um, and so what I found it a lot is, a lot in the last few months is 
working on identifying my reactions and my feelings towards things has definitely helped to maybe react a little more. I don't, I, I don't want to say appropriately is the word that's coming, but that sounds judgmental. So maybe, um, accurately, let's say that. So, um, seeing things and then reacting, uh, and choosing, you know, to, uh, choosing how to react rather a little more accurately has been really helpful in identifying emotions. I know we talked a while, a couple weeks ago about the feelings wheel, which to me feels kind of silly that I have to do it, but I'll be honest. I like that wheel. I pulled that wheel out a lot. In the last two weeks, um, it's like, oh my gosh, what is this feeling? I don't know. Um, because I think the other piece of, you know, working through like the emotions that come uh, with different experiences is this uh, one of the other things I'm learning about or really trying to understand more, I guess, is this idea of suffering and that there is suffering in the world. And then how do I interact with that? Or how do I, how do you process that? Because I think in particular, uh, in the West, uh, at the very least in the United States, we don't, we don't want to see that. We don't want to, we don't necessarily want to acknowledge that. At least that's been my experience. Um, and so now with this last year and with so much suffering really being so front and center when maybe before it was a little bit easier to ignore or at least not maybe even not even see um that's something new for me that i'm um just understanding and coming to understand how to work through that uh and stay and 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 be able to um, yeah, I'll just say be able to work through that in a way that um, helps me to be productive and and in the spaces that I'm able to do something when it's you know related to suffering for others or of others rather that allows me to do something um, about it rather than sweep it under the rug. Um, get really anxious about it and then take that, maybe take that out on other people, whatever the case may be. Um, I just feel like getting, understanding emotions better, starting to understand this idea or this, this, um, just to start to understand suffering has been helpful for me, um, in understanding when things do have that ebb, that maybe some of that is behind it and that then is to me why it's can be so challenging to stay positive or to yeah I'll say to be positive it's true I think it I think it can be very difficult in the face of suffering to remember you know to have perspective like one I mean a a great a great tool is always to be grateful for what you do have when you're confronted Mm -hmm. with suffering. I think gratitude is a nice tool for that. Other times though, I do think people incorrectly mislabel feeling pain for others, feeling empathy for others as being negative. And I don't think that's the case. Mm -hmm. I think genuinely feeling for other people and then trying to positively channel those feelings. And it's really interesting because I had a conversation with one of my closest friends um, 
Chris and we were talking about you know he watches a lot of the news from time to time like sometimes he'll take a break and then he'll watch the news but he finds a lot of the things on the news and ranging but what he's noticed is that if he channels that rage into his comedy he can do something very interesting with it actually there was one thing it wasn't even the news I, can't, I won't tell the joke because he wrote it so perfectly um but it was basically it, the, the premise was he was getting heavily annoyed at a man because he finally you know he's got his thing and he can go to the gym and he was at a pool and um this man kept saying something about um isn't this great exercise for us elderly men or something and he was just like swimming away from him and um he just did a really funny joke about about that situation that i thought was really great but i think what what made it a positive channeling of what he was doing there was one it's really funny and two it might make somebody like stop and think if they heard that joke hey have i accidentally you know i remember a friend of mine was like us big girls got to stick together and i remember thinking um <laughs> no like let's not do that right now like i don't i don't know if i'm ready for that like i'm not ready for that just yet at the time like now i'm in for it because i actually i'm considerably bigger than i was but you know it's like eh, I, I don't know that i was like i was just a regular weight person at that time you know now you know, I'm middle-aged, mm -hmm. so I'm like, yeah, us big girls, let's stick together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would have been up for it. But it was like, 30-year-old me was not into big girldom at that time. Do you know what I mean? At that moment. Um, but this was before body positivity. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This was like, this is like 97 or something. So <laughs> <laughs> my point being, though, I think that different people have different ways of dealing with one. And a big one is humor. And another one is empathy and also just not just regard. And then another one is activism and to not mislabel feeling sad or upset by upsetting and sad things by the suffering of others to not label that as actually being negative, because I don't think it is actually, I know it's not. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Absolutely. And, and, you know, to one of the things, uh, that I, you know, along with that, that I'm coming to learn as well is, you know, why is it so, you know, if we ask, why is it hard to stay positive? You know, another piece of that is we're dealing with our own stuff, right? Uh, but we're also dealing with the things that happened to those who came before us. And that's a piece that I'm just really starting to understand, um, there are a lot of things uh, that um, affect how we live our lives, uh, how we see the world that uh, we were, that were here long before us. And so those two are things that we have to navigate uh, as we're trying to change our perspectives or uh, as we're trying to just live more from a more positive perspective, let's say. And again, you know, we haven't talked about Pollyanna in a while, <laughs> um, but that's not to say when we talk about that positive perspective, that's not saying that uh, nothing, um, nothing painful, as you said, nothing painful is going to happen. And it's definitely not saying that the painful, um, the painful things are negative, uh, but those are the things that can make it a little more challenging to you know, keep that positive perspective. But all of these things, whether they're the things happening in the present, whether they're the things that have happened, you know, um, 
to those who came before us or the kind of the systems that are in place uh, that have been in place for a long time. All of those things uh, are, are very real uh, and they are very affecting and, you know, they too are just contributing factors to why and why it can be so challenging to stay positive. But I think the big piece, you know, as you talked about earlier, uh, the kind of the winning is won in the in the attempt. So recognizing that and then still working towards that more positive perspective, putting those um, uh, techniques in place uh, to be ready, I guess, to get yourself, um, you know, to kind of um, either kind of I don't know if the right word is more or boy yourself. <laughs> I'm using water phrases today. Um, when the, you know, when the challenges come, so you can hope to have, uh, you know, hope to be um, kind of experiencing that from a more positive perspective. That's really interesting because one of the things I've been working on doing, and I realized that it could apply for this as well, is I'm trying to look for the opportunity to cultivate an appreciation of the differences in people. Mm -hmm. And so far it's manifested in the fact that a lot of things that I think are very obvious because my brain is, you know, programmed for problem solving and different little things that I really enjoy and they seem so obvious to me but they're not obvious to other people. And then recognizing that things that seem obvious to other people aren't obvious to me. Like for instance, all of Ikea furniture and just a many, a many other things that are just a mystery to me. Uh, my, <laughs> I didn't bring up my friend Chris again. We just talked last night, which is why he's always on my mind. But literally the man can make anything look fantastic. Do you know what I mean? He's just got that visual flair. And when he's trying to describe to me, like, well, if you don't know what to do, just put everything in white. And then, and I just, my, I literally feel like, are you trying to, like, and I'm like, oh, I was like, this is what some people might feel like when I'm trying to explain to them search engine optimization or like, you know what I mean? Whatever internet marketing mm -hmm. thing that I'm like, no, it's simple. You just got to do these 17. Cause when he starts talking about, no, you just make sure to do this and do that. And I'm like, yeah, when I host a party, it is solo cups and chips out of a bag. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even have these containers. <laughs> like the man has nicer containers than like all of my dishes. And they're just for things. I brought a cheesecake over from food for less and he put it on like a crystal stand and made it look like it was the most expensive cheesecake in the you know in the world. And I just mm -hmm. remember thinking, in my entire life, I would have never thought to buy this crystal. And he's like, I found it in a blah 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 for two. Like everything that he found, he found it somewhere for like a dollar fifty. And it was just like, how is it that I'm spending thirty dollars on things that are just like plastic trash from wherever? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how are you doing all this? Like, I, I you know, it's all you know, but but. Long story even longer. I'm learning to appreciate the differences in the way other people's minds work. And I think using that also to try and cultivate that appreciation to understanding the differences on how other people have lived and the people, like literally the generations before them, how that can affect how people see the world and cultivating the ability to appreciate those differences in daily life, I think will make it easier for me to be like, you know, for instance, my guy, I told you the whole egg thing. 
my guy has this way of packing groceries where he just doesn't care. Uh, he just throws as many things into a bag, like by weight. I don't know what his system is. It doesn't feel systematic to me. But what's amazing is how fast he can pack up all the groceries and how quickly he can shop. He goes into the store, he gets everything done, he gets everything in. And, and despite the fact that I've seen him actually put a carton of eggs into a plastic bag sideways, he rarely <laughs> cracks an egg. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he just gets things done by like brute force. It feels like we're in like, I'm worried about every egg. Mind you, egg, more eggs break on his watch. I will say that. <laughs> but more shopping gets done by him than me. And it's just really interesting to see like, oh, wait, you can really get a lot done really fast if you have a lot of energy. And that's like he uses energy to solve all his problems because he has so much of it. And I'm more of a... um well, what is the way that we can expend the least amount of energy to do this? <laughs> <laughs> and just sort of to appreciate, he's very industrious. And like, just, just looking like, okay, well, I'm like, well, why are you doing that? You can save so much time. And it's like, oh, wait, that takes him more time. Like he can run down the street and back before I've like gotten my shoes on. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just, he's got an abundance of energy. So it's like, oh, okay. Just to try and like cultivate that appreciation of, wow, that person's really looking at things from a totally different perspective, historically or the way their mind works or uh, geographically and a lot of different ways that, that affect how people think and act. And if I can learn to appreciate those differences more, I won't, won't be as caught up in being negative about how I think things should be. Mm, the the uh, dreaded should yeah, <laughs> nothing good ever comes after should. I had a lot of should questions or conversations in the last couple of weeks uh, because I think that's a really good, you know, making making the point that um, we have to be aware that not everyone thinks the way we do, sees the world the way we do, have had those experiences we've had. Um, and this week in particular, or, or excuse me, the last couple of weeks rather, um, as I work with members of my team who are feeling, who are feeling um, not at all positive, <laughs> they're feeling very negative because they are, they have, um, I'll be honest, have cultivated a mindset that, um, that, that puts them at odds with others in the work environment. And I'm not going to say that, you know, some things haven't happened, but um, in particular, this group is particularly challenged with how busy other people appear to be. And because they see someone not doing the same things that they do or doing them in the way they do them, they have labeled them as being not busy. Uh, they, are, they are throwing around um, unkind words uh, towards, you know, uh, towards folks. And we've really had to talk about one, you, uh, you don't know what that other person is going through. You don't know what they're doing. And just because what they're doing in the moment isn't what you think it should be, or they're not doing it in the way that you think they should be doing it, it doesn't mean that they're wrong. And it doesn't mean that you need to be upset and i think that's the piece that we're that i'm trying to like work through right now um is how you know that having that perspective of one that you 
know everything, I guess. I don't know how how to say that a little more diplomatically. Uh, but one, that sense that you know everything. Um, and two, that you you know how things should be all the time with other people. That is such a big burden. Uh, and, and it's no wonder if you're kind of carrying all that, that it can be very difficult uh, to be positive because no one is ever going to do things exactly the way you, if you're, if you're, if you're taking that assumption that you know how things should be done, you're not ever going to do it the way you think that they should. And I can, as I hear myself talking about it, um, I'm like, Hmm, I should take, take heed of this because I know that sometimes happens for me as well. But it is, uh, you know, just taking it back to how important it is to just understand. Um, and you don't have to understand every single nuance of, you know, a person's experience or where they're coming from or what their thought process is. Just taking that first step of understanding that it's going to be different than yours and that that's okay. That goes a long way in alleviating some of, you know, the challenges to being and staying positive. Yeah, I, it's, yes, that's so true. Just to mean realizing, I know this is going to sound, I, I did, um, you know, we've talked about Clifton Strengths before, and I did an ideation workshop, and it's just one of the talents that you can hone into a strength. And ideation is the ability to come up with a lot of ideas. And I've had a lot of unusual ideas that I thought, hey, why isn't everybody on board? And I realized, oh, <laughs> You and I were talking about this, you know, the, the sort of everybody always says, oh, think outside the box. One of the points that they made in the um, in the training was that some people live in the box very comfortably so and are very successful there. And it never dawned on me. I had this inherent prejudice that being outside the box was better and I needed to drag the people from in it out like they needed to be where I was because it was better. And it's not. It's just different. And it explained like a lot of, it explained like a lot of my ideas that didn't go well. <laughs> mm -hmm. One of the first disappointments that I had was I didn't have enough money to rent a limo for prom. And I asked out my own prom date because the guy who asked me, um, who I wanted to was my boyfriend at the time started to ask me out to, well, no, he didn't ask me out to prom. He actually started a conversation that went like this. Um, some people get married right out of high school. And I legitimately decided to get a boyfriend my senior year so that I would have like someone to go to events with. And you know what I mean? Like I would have a boyfriend in high school because I, I was not very popular. So um, he asked me out and I really liked him. And I thought, great, this will be great. We'll go to all the events together. And he said, I had something really important to ask you. Uh, today and I thought, oh my God, this is it! I'm gonna somebody's actually gonna ask me for prom. I don't, I don't have to worry about that anymore. And then, you know, the question wasn't, do you want to go to prom? It was, you know, some people get married out of high school. And I said, I thought you were gonna ask me to prom. And he's like, oh, do you want to go to prom with me? To which I said, no. Hmm. Um, we have to break up because I wasn't thinking about him as seriously as he was thinking about me. Long story longer. I asked out, I was dual enrolled with high school and college. So I asked out someone because I wanted to go to the event from my college that I was going to, to go with me. And of course, you know, he was in college. So I had to buy the tickets and then I had to get, you know, a limo. I decided, no, no limo. I'll rent a tour bus 
Um, and I will have all the kids can get on the tour bus for a small fee. And then it'll be an inexpensive way to go to the prom in style. And um, I, I managed to book like a thing in the Keys for us to go to breakfast. We'd go all the way to the Keys. We'd have breakfast there and we'd stay up all night on our tour bus, having a great time. And it would be like rock stars. I thought it would be fantastic. So I called the news. I called the tour bus company. I called the restaurant, the Keys. Everybody was on board. My school was on board. Channel 4 News, I think, was on board. Everybody loved it. That was a grown up. <laughs> Nobody at my school wanted to be different. Nobody signed up for the bus hmm. and they felt so bad for me that they gave me my deposit back and they, they were like, no, you know, they thought I was just a really clever kid, I guess. And I was so sad. And when I got to prom, you know, we just went in the guy who I asked, we went in his car, his old car. Um, there were people all standing outside waiting to see the bus. Hmm. They wanted to see the bus, but they didn't want to be on the bus. I remember being incredibly disappointed and a good friend of mine named Lisa actually said, she was like, well, but I, you know, I wanted the photos. Like, you know, she was just really, she was like, I just wanted to make a prom memory that was just normal. Like, I don't understand why it's, everything's got to be so different. And I remember thinking, I like you less in my judgmental, like 17 or 18 year old self. <laughs> like uh -huh. you sound mediocre and weird, um, <laughs> but now I see it. Like, oh, yeah, not everybody wants to do something different. Like, different isn't better. It's just different. And being 49 years old and just now realizing that some people do not want to be out of the box. Like, I thought it was that they couldn't be. They didn't have the idea. Mm -hmm. No, they may even have the idea. Or you may present them with the idea. And it could just be like, no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, Brianna? So I'm just saying I'm trying to really um cultivate like the realization that some of the things that I thought were just so obvious aren't obvious at all. Like I've been wrong my whole life about that. <laughs> like you you don't you don't have to be original to have a winning business. Mm -hmm. You can just be like, Oh yeah, no, I'm opening up a preschool. Yeah. There you go. I mean, how do all the other preschools get open? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like people need preschools. Like you can just open up a tire place. It doesn't have to be the most original tire place. I need to get tires. Like, mm -hmm. duh. I don't know why I was so prejudiced by the way I do things, but I was. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That, that sense of, you know, we each have our own, we're each here to do our own thing. Um, obviously we need to find a way to work together. Um, but that if it's different than the way that I think it, it can be or the way that I see it uh, or the way I judge it could be see, or see it to be, it doesn't necessarily make it mean it's wrong. And me putting all that kind of gunk on it just actually makes it worse for me. It might bleed over to the other person, but really, um, I, I mean, I guess it's in, in, in a sense, it's I'm the only person that's really getting hurt by that. Uh, and I'm going to, I want to, I definitely want to stop that because <laughs> it's a lot of wasted energy. I think one other thing I really wanted to touch on um, just briefly, because we have talked about it before, uh, you know, why is it so difficult to uh, stay positive? And it's just, you know, um, keeping in mind that our brains are wired for uh, negativity, that negativity bias, um, 
being able to see where things are going wrong is a great survival mechanism. Um, and so especially if you, as we've said before, um, grown up in a space or, or you know, worked for a long time in a space uh, where negativity is the, you know, kind of the norm, it is going to be more difficult because we, um, it's just, I think a lot of times it can just be easier to see and stay a little bit uh, negative. Um, so I definitely wanted to, you know, just touch on that again, because one of the things that I did early on when we first started this is, um, even though we we had the what a wonderful opportunity and, and sarcasm and we had the group meetings and you know supporting one another uh, through this, I still very much beat myself up for you know my my perspective not necessarily changing overnight or still slipping into those um, more negative or more cynical or judgy kind of um, thoughts or even periods of time. I would just kind of get all over myself about that and you know just understanding a little bit more how how our brains work and and you know habits and things like that uh i rec can recognize and, and just say oh yeah okay so this i'm not i'm not as positive as i'd like to be okay i can see where i'm just like kind of you know maybe coasting or as you said before i just kind of forgot <laughs> That I wanted, oh yeah, I forgot I am a positive person and I'm trying to do this. Um, you know, it, it doesn't kind of matter what the, what the thing is, but it is and can be just easier because we're wired that way. As I said before, um, it can feel good, especially in the media to be that kind of negative complaining put upon, uh, be operating from that space. So all of those things, um, some in, a, some in our control, some not, those are also things that can make it more challenging or more difficult, harder to stay positive. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Those are all the things that can make it hard. And, and also like the stuff that you were talking about having like low tank, um, you know, not a lot of sleep or you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, or in my case, sometimes hormonal or in pain. Uh, sometimes not just being very busy or worrying about the disparity between what I think should be and what actually is. And I do agree that like a lot of the solutions that we suggested can really be helpful. Things like, uh, you know, cultivating the appreciation of the differences in people, self-care, humor, sarcastic breathing, sarcastic positivity. <laughs> Sarcasm is a big one. Uh, breathing in general, though, is a good one. Um, communicating your feelings to others, self-awareness and self-assessment is a big one. And community, such as like you and I together or setting a weekly reminder or even just listening to this podcast every week, possibly, mm -hmm. can help you uh, remember being positive. And I think all those things together can really can really help you remember that it isn't easy to always do it. I mean, some people, maybe it's just a little more innate than others, but if it isn't easy, that you can give yourself a break, try and try again. It's heroic in trying. And if you're reaching for something for yourself that you think is worth having, it can lead to a more rewarding life where you get what you want and you enjoy your days just a little bit more than you would not otherwise. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and and taking one of those that um, that uh, that self assessment or understanding kind of ourselves a little bit more that ties into this week's mission, which is to ask yourself, what are the barriers to you having a positive mindset? So, and we would love to hear from you, your questions, your perspectives on the topics that we've discussed. You can email us at positiveviewpodcast at gmail.com. That's positiveview, V-I-E-W, podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and on the next show, we'll be discussing taking a positive view on personal values. Don't forget, new episodes are available every Monday. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast because it helps more people find us. Also, if you're enjoying the Positive View podcast, share us with your friends. And that's our show for today. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. We'll talk soon. Thank you.